Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. JT and Looney Podcast. Episode 182. Well, we're going to have, just let me give you the weather here in Las Vegas. You say, oh my God, how do you live there in the summer? Oh, shut up. It's six weeks. We have air conditioning and swimming pools and casinos. <laughs> what do you mean, how do we live here for six weeks? We go to restaurants and we get in pools. Uh, next three days, 87, 90, 91. Not a cloud in the sky as my family and friends back in New York witnessed the biggest rainstorm in the history of JFK Airport. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how you can have the most rain when you're supposed to have Indian summer and go to a Giant or a Jet game with a T-shirt on before you put on a Parker and a wind jacket and everything else in a couple of months. But uh, we're living in paradise out here, Tom. It's gorgeous. Also, what's great about going to football games, Becky, especially watching it on TV now. I look at it now romantically, but... Remember the down jackets. You could have the down jackets when we were, if you go back in the hot tub time machine, you know, drinking was at its best when you weren't supposed to be doing it. I still like Pabst Blue Ribbon and Miller and and some of those trashy beers because that's what I drank when I wasn't supposed to be drinking. And you could go to a Buffalo Bills football game or you to the Meadowlands in New Jersey. And you can wear a down jacket and you can stuff a couple of uh, beers inside those down jackets and you can't see a six pack inside of a down jacket. They're too puffy. Yeah. And if you want to take it one step further for my uh, decadence, some time to time, my mom and dad will sample the podcast. Is, <laughs> I'll never forget the time we were done uh, tailgating in the Meadowlands for a giant game. And this is the heyday with Lawrence Taylor. This is like real football. Okay. This is is not some of the stuff today. Oh, can I have a margarito, a Titorito, $19. So this was, I'll never forget one of my buddies saying to me in the parking lot, who's got the electric tape. I'm like electric tape. Oh yeah. Cause we all had our ski pants and we were electric taping six packs around our thighs and (laughs) and walking in like robots and then we'd get to the i wouldn't say i don't know if it was the upper deck but it was pretty high up there and we'd go in the bathroom and the people would generally be online in the bathroom and look at four of us there as we're taking down our ski pants and ripping (laughs) off the electrical tape with like a 12 pack or a case of beer because back then back then you needed every dime for gas to get to a game and beer and if you wanted a pretzel, remember back in the day, we'd get a pretzel or a hot dog. It wasn't, you know, shrimp and Korean barbecue that you can get at Allegiant Stadium or a side Caesar oh, salad man. and all that. Back in the day, it was just a pretzel, a dog, and as many beers as you can sneak in. When I was a little boy, and you go back in the hot tub time machine, you know, I don't tell that many of these stories because I'm always obfuscating about my age. Uh, O.J. Simpson and the Buffalo Bills were playing Fran Tarkington. And the Minnesota Vikings, I was minus 11. <laughs> it was the temperature, and that was my age at the time. And uh, Billy and Frankie and I, my cousins, went to see that game. We took a bus. My mother dropped us off in the Kmart parking lot and uh, entrusted a bus full of Buffalo Bills fans to take her children away and her nephews. And we went to this game, and O.J. Simpson was looking to set the uh, NFL record for uh, touchdowns that year. And Joe Ferguson threw him a pass in the flat and he ran about 80 yards for a touchdown and it was snowing that day. And you could see the footprints of the 80 yard run in the snow for about 20 minutes. It was, oh my God, it was really, really cool. Another thing that happened in that game, I always took credit 
but I didn't have an arm like this, and I was way up high. Chuck Foreman, an outstanding all-purpose running back for the Miami Vikings. He could catch passes out of the Minnesota backfield. Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, oh, Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings, thank you. Uh, I I was uh, I, I I always took credit for this, but it didn't happen. I didn't do it. Somebody threw a snowball at him, and hit him in the that. eye, and he missed a playoff that. game the next week. I remember that well. I remember that snowball wow. incident. Yes, yeah. it's, um, I always said that was me, but it wasn't me. But um, yeah, so that was so even had that historic stamp on it as well. And so that was just going to football games when you let your kids go to games, even let your kids go to games on their own. And then mess around with their friends and their cousins and maybe sip a beer when they shouldn't be. It's all part of growing up. And if you don't like that advice and you'd rather have your kids, you know, participating in sober activities, how about gambling? Send them to bet online. We're going to talk about 49ers and Cowboys in exactly 45 seconds. But first, I want to let you know bet online is your number one information source for all sports wagering up to the minute stats, news, scores, Matchup breakdowns, latest game odds, NFL, college football, at your fingertips at Bet Online. Real time updates on statistics, injuries, news, and odds from week one all the way through to the Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere on the World Wide Web. And make sure when you join at betonline.org. AG. Use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get your 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. This is at Bet Online, where the game starts. And now the Cowboy 49er conversation starts. Sunday night football, Dallas at the San Francisco 49ers. Line opened up, and this is really interesting to me in this game. Line opened up minus three, 49ers at home. It's up to four. Uh, Dallas trailing the 49ers overall in the NFC by one game. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I repeat, they're my Super Bowl pick. Micah Parsons could be the MVP, not defensive player of the year. He could be the MVP of the league this year. Dak under control. Uh, The Arizona game was an ugly blight on their season so far. The 49ers. Niners cruising through a very handsome and easy schedule so far. They've had some time off their home. They're lying in wait for the Cowboys, who they've beaten recently a few times in the playoffs. Jerry Jones went on local radio in Dallas saying, hey, the Niners got to go through them. Whoa. I know this is it. You got three teams in the NFC, and that's it, who have a chance. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Philly's undefeated. San Francisco's undefeated. Dallas has won back. I bring that up because if Dallas doesn't win the division and have the best record, they're going to have to go on the road in the playoffs, which is not where they want to be. I don't think the Eagles are as great as they were last year. I predicted Dallas would win the division over them by one game. The 49ers are feasting on an easy division, but Seattle looked great against the big blue wrecking crew. Yeah, they did. So maybe Seattle will put up a fight. Special. Whoa. Dallas on the road. Straight up 
Don't need any points. Dallas 27, San Francisco 26. It's a classic again. Dallas packs up the bus, gets to the airport in Santa Clara, not San Francisco. They head back to Dallas, and they're the team to beat in the NFC. You are right about it being a classic. You are wrong about how this game is going to end up. But it is amazing about being a, t- a classic. If you take a look at the, it, the uh, NFL, trust the NFL statistics, including my quarterback rating, number one quarterback in the NFL, Oh, nothing. Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers, a guy you still don't believe in. How is this possible? The guy throws (laughs) three-yard screens every play. How is this possible? And you know I believe in the quarterback rating. It's it's statistics and it's math. And uh, at the end of the year, the good ones are at the top and the bad ones are at the bottom. And Brock Purdy's at the top. And let me hit page down. It's like like looking for Danica Patrick when she's in a race. You hit page down. Where is Dak Prescott? (laughs) It's like looking for Danica Patrick in a NASCAR race. Page down, page down. You'll find it. Yeah, okay, there's, there's Dak Prescott at number 13. And I think that's really, that that is the reason. Here's the sole reason. This is also going to be obnoxious for you, JT. The sole reason I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers in this game is because they've got the better quarterback because everything else is really a push. You take a look at, at defense. Dallas is number one in the NFL. And San Francisco is number three. San Francisco's number two in the NFC behind Dallas. And you take a look at the the top offenses in the NFL, San Francisco at number three, just a molecule ahead of the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, this is the Super Bowl. This is this is what the NBA wants for itself, a midseason classic. Right? Yes, <laughs> but, but but it's got to be organic. And that's what we have here is an organic quarter season classic between the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. And so you got to go with the home team and you got to go with uh, Brock Purdy and the better quarterback. And that's, that's, that's the two, you know, and and forget point spreads here. And San Francisco is going, what what is the point spread? You did mention what it was. Yeah. The point spread on this game is four San Francisco minus four total. Okay. That's tough. I I could see why people would put money on the Dallas Cowboys because this will be a game that ends up, if not 10 to nine, 31 to 30 San Francisco wins the game, but does not cover. If you look over my right shoulder, I don't know how it looks on your Zoom. There's a Joe Montana autographed jersey next to a Jim Brown and a yes. Fred Bolitnikoff and an Aaron Judge in the home studio here. And uh, I'm a big Joe Montana guy. Jerry Rice met him many times, even when he came to the Raiders. Don't consider him a great friend, but a very good acquaintance. I grew up in the Giants era of Bill Parcells, and on the West Coast, Bill Walsh had the 49ers, and in Dallas, the Cowboys, you know, they've had a drought since the triplets, and before that, they had a little bit of a drought, right? It was America's team in the 70s because of a guy named Roger Staubach. For our youngsters, you shouldn't have to YouTube him and Google him, and they became America's team because they put them on television. They had a stadium with a hole in the roof so God could look down on them. And they had Robert Newhouse and they had Amay Drew Pearson and all these great players. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Jethro Pugh and Golden Richards. I mean, the guys who called Jones and Randy White. They were incredible. Charlie Waters. And they became America's team because of television. And what's interesting about this we don't say ironic because we, no one knows what that word means or surreal <laughs> but what's interesting about it is the cowboys were great in the gil brandt era gil just passed away friend of the show god i miss gil brandt and the cowboys had this stretch where they were really good and they became america's team because nfl films 
put out a documentary, America's team with Captain America being Roger Stahlbach, and they earned it. They were a great oh, team. Oh yeah, they, they were they, a great they, team, and they had that, and they could come back on. That one of the reasons why they had almost like the Lakers, people loved them and people hated them, and the reason was. They would be uh, behind the whole game and then come back and win in the last two minutes thanks to Roger the Dodger. So I believe this, and I know it to be true, Dallas Cowboys are America's team. And now I have one of the greatest JT the Brick and third person hot takes conspiracy theories of all time. Okay. Of all time. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this is on my bleeping Mount Rushmore. Okay. The league and the television networks and Taylor Swift are trying to make the Kansas City Chiefs America's team. This is oh. fact, not fiction. Okay. I am I'm, an expert I'll on this topic. I speak monthly at San Bernardino Community College <laughs> to the kids in the communication department. This is the biggest story that no one's covering. Everybody's covering the Swifties. And don't get in a fight with the Swifties. Do not get in a fight with That's the Swifties. Right. It's like getting in a fight with MAGA or someone else. Do not right. get in a fight with the Swifties. Uh, so my wife loves the Swifties. She's watched every concert. She streams it all like a little girl. My wife watches every Taylor Swift show. So I, I'm not negative Taylor Swift. But this is a made-believe fake relationship between Travis Kelsey, who wants more television exposure. So he got Taylor Swift bracelets. Aaron Rodgers loves Taylor Swift. He went to the concert. You don't hear him doing this. And the DMs and all this. Taylor Swift took the bait. She's got a movie coming out. And they came together, and Kelsey's got a lot of television commercials, and he's won two Super Bowls, and he's getting a gold jacket. So they're combining their brands together to build this up. And the fact that Sunday Night Football on NBC did 17 cutaways to her, not seven, 17 cutaways. You'd think she was Robert Kraft. You would think, yeah, it was Robert Kraft after Myra Kraft, uh, the beautiful former wife, and he's been on the dating circuit. Very heavily, Mr. Kraft, since. But this is a made-for-television money grab. And I don't blame Roger Goodell. As you know, I've had beers with him. Right. Uh, this is a guy that understands where the money is. He's They're very the good. London's at, uh, got Jacksonville their brand. for two yep. weeks. But the Taylor Swift thing is here to make the Kansas City Chiefs the new America's team. And they're, they're pulling it off because people are taking the bait. And this number that she's bringing to the demographic and bringing to television – is only helping. So I don't like the Chiefs. I don't want to see them become America's team, but they are Tom Looney. Well, it's, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes for that uh, and Andy Reid. Uh, like when they used to thank Jesus for Tim Tebow's win in, in Denver, and they used to forget to thank Matt Prater, the field goal kicker, <laughs> who was winning those games for him. Yeah, you got to thank Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Patrick Mahomes for uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, inching up on their effort at being America's team. It won't work, but it's uh, it's going to be fun for a while. This will be the Mark the Bird Fidrich uh, portion of <laughs> Kansas City being America's team. It'll be fun for a while, but it's not going to happen for a lot. First of all, it's a tight end, the stating Taylor Swift. Somebody should have uh, done football 101 for Taylor <laughs> and, uh, and had her uh, had her date somebody other than a, a tight end. But nevertheless, it's going to be fun for a while. And this I only believe in small conspiracy theories and then they become news like right now we're talking about it. So it's no longer conspiracy theory. I don't believe in grand conspiracy theories Neither most of the time, no, uh, except for one. You and I, the original conspiracy theory. 
JFK assassination. There's a lot going on there. Oh, did you see last night as I go down a wormhole in the podcast? The podcast. We don't have to worry. We're not up you against it. Wormholes in the podcast. Uh, we're not up against it. Until Rabbit you get holes. fired and your agent calls you and you said you said something on the oh. podcast and then you say, "What the fuck are you talking about? I thought it was a podcast, not a radio show." And he goes, "No, you're getting fired because right. what you said in the podcast." That's yeah. another thing I teach it, at San Bernardino Community. Yes, College. yeah. There's certain subjects where you shouldn't go down the road. And uh, I, last night, as I'm on my phone and checking out your YouTube, okay. your YouTube page, this is excellent. And and I'm watching your like first five or ten minutes of a YouTube rant that you have. And what else comes up as an advertisement? Lee Harvey Oswald tapes. There's the last his last phone call. And it was some guy that came up me- on my YouTube. That yes. came up there in my YouTube. Yes. Really? Well, I took I took a picture of it and sent it to you. So that's the two things I have on my phone. I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Oswald. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that would come up as a push advertisement while you were uh, while you are there with such some people would that's use the word funny. ironic, but that's not ironic. It's a great coincidence because you and I are both always been fascinated by that. And I guess he we made... went to the grassy knoll together. You and I went to the yes. grassy knoll. Together, we went in front of and behind the picket fence. We it looked was, up at the book depository. We were right there, right there where the limo came. We were on both sides of the street, and we were looking at the at the grassy knoll and the picket fence. Yeah, an amazing was, moment, a bonding moment for you and I. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it's also a strange place to be, uh, as you know, as I was also went to the docks at Herculeum in Rome where it was one of the, when Pompeii exploded and you see all these uh, skeletons hugging each other as they were waiting for boats to rescue them from the volcano that never came. And it was all so quiet and respectful and odd to be there. And the same thing when you're at the grassy knoll, but I guess Oswald tried to make a last minute phone call and it was a two hour lecture from some guy about Oswald's last phone call. I didn't have two hours last night at 1130. <laughs> It does look interesting. Maybe I'll have to. uh, Well, it's getting to the season. Take a patience pill and watch it someday. It's getting to the season. And a little plug here while we have the analytics. My new YouTube live is at YouTube. JT the Brick YT for YouTube. And I'd like you to subscribe. Subscribe to it. Looney will join from time to time. The podcast will also live on that platform amongst other platforms. And I like it. I like to be in front. I like to. I said this last night on Twitter with the YouTube. I love going into a studio and broadcasting. I like the buttons. I like the board up. The camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like when we have hand signals like go to break and all that. I like that. But uh, pre uh, right at COVID, they put a studio at my home for Sirius XM. And now I'm so comfortable broadcasting from home. But I get my ass to the studio three days a week to make sure I'm sharp. Instead of walking around just wearing flip flops and a Pink Floyd T-shirt and, and sampling your wife's out. meatloaf during commercials. Yeah. Yes. And I do something that all young broadcasters should do because I don't think anybody does it better than me. But maybe they do it equal is when I'm in a broadcast studio, I walk around and I talk to the sales team and I go up to people and I knock on the doors and go, hey, can I help you with anything? And it's been something very beneficial to me recently is talking to people in that space and saying, hey, do you have a company? Is it a window shutter company? Is it a landscaping company? Is it a pizza ball? Whatever it is. And, oh, yeah, I do. Hold on. Come back. Then a phone call comes. And the next thing you know, you bring in revenue. Yep. But not only you and the company, that is a lost art as we're going down this rabbit hole because 
young people now want to get on the radio and the consultants won't tell you this because the consultants are frauds and they, they don't tell you this on, on their meetings and when they bring everyone together to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to talk about Twitter. Right. We're going right. to do a, We're going to do a breakout session on Twitter like anybody gives a shit about that. But what you have to do is if you're a young broadcaster now clip this is you have to come to work as a broadcaster. But more importantly, a business person, you have to generate revenue. Now, if you work like we did when we started back in the day, I would go in. I have an agent, our good friend. I'd walk in and he'd tell me at the end of the year, hey, man, you're getting a new three year deal. It's worth this amount of money. And there was no real sales. But I said, no, 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 no. I work for a big company. I'm going to find the salespeople and go in there because I wanted to make more money. Now, as radio is imploding nationally, ESPN doesn't even want to be in radio anymore. ESPN. It's incredible. They don't have a program director in in Los Angeles. Yeah. So we're going to get to the point where people on these type of platforms, YouTube, whatever you're doing, you're going to have to generate revenue by knocking on doors cold calling, emailing, and finding people who believe in your services as a broadcaster, and then are going to help pay for you to be on the radio because the local radio station is not going to have enough money to pay you. It's a dirty little secret, and you're going to have to generate the income to provide for your mortgage, your kid's college, and all that. That never existed when we got into the business. And now it's flooding into every radio station, and every young kid's going, what do you mean? I just want to wear khaki shorts and put my hat on backwards and, and talk sports. Right. No, it doesn't work that way. Tom. Right. right. And here's another good idea too: walk around the radio station and get to know everybody. Know the editors names. How about that? And the other, the names of the people who are also walking down the hall at the same time that you're at work. It's not uh, learning people. You know, the people, there are people who say, oh, I, I'm good with faces, but not names. Yeah, so is your dog. And we all need to be smarter than our dogs. <laughs> uh, and, you know, n- learning names is not difficult. Calculus is difficult, as you and I know, who avoided math in college. Calculus is difficult and algebra and geometry and trigonometry are difficult, which I squeezed through in high school. But names? No, not difficult. Oh, I'd, like to, I'd like to have a round of applause for me. Okay. As being the only person ever to graduate college. And I graduated from the Harvard of the SUNY system, SUNY Geneseo. And now to get in now, you need like a 4.3. You're not a 4.0 oh, to get in. I know for a fact that you didn't back then. Something tells me that back then you didn't need that. No, no, dad, dad helped with that. Dad wrote some good letters. But uh, I did not take math in college which was really astounding when you think about it. I got a great degree from a great university. I never went to math. I think I had a bio class my freshman year. And then I figured out, I figured out in college, man, I feel like I'm on a soapbox today. I'm giving such great information (laughs) to the youngsters is that because I'm paying now, and this is is great. That's why I love this podcast. You can go anywhere we want. I'm paying such an enormous amount of money, an enormity of money for my kids to go to college, which – I'm so proud and happy to do because I saved for it and I wanted to, but I don't want to tell them as my son is editing the podcast (laughs) that all that matters in college is to get through it in four years, to have as much fun as you possibly can. Fun. You're in college. You come out of college. There could be a pandemic like COVID. There could be something that's happening globally that could affect your life. Have as much fun as you can make as many friends as you can. who are going to be lifelong friends. And just get through it with enough so you can interview for a job. Right. And go on that interview and not say, you know, you know, um, 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 you know, you know. 
show them on a resume or show with your college specific achievements that you're worthy to be hired because the only way you're going to ever get hired is your interview. I don't give a shit how good your grades are, who you know. Well, nepotism counts a lot, especially in broadcasting. Well, it counts everywhere. But, uh, yeah, but, but even with nepotism, it gets, it gets you in the door, but you got to be able to do the job. you got to be able to interview. My and buddy Big Al, who listens to the podcast, uh, is a great resume. He's in the resume industry at the top of the list, uh-huh. dealing with the biggest companies in the world. And he always tells me, I can do everything I want for these kids and young people. The problem is they got to be able to get in there. I can get them in the room. But once they get in the room, they got to show that they can communicate they have skills in communication. They can talk and they can work a long day because now young people don't want to work a whole day in the interview, in the interview for this great job. And the entry level salary is $80,000. And some of the youngsters go in and they're halfway through the interview and it's going great. And then <laughs> the person says behind the desk, do you have any questions? True story. Oh. And the young gal and young man says, yeah. Uh, I don't want to work uh, here the whole week. I want to work from home. Oh. <laughs> and they go, excuse me? Yeah, I'd like to do a hybrid. I got another offer, and, you know, I, got, I could work three days from here and two days from home, and I'd like to do that here. Can we do that here? And then, poof, the interview's over. Oh, my and, God. But that's, that's what the world we're living in now, Tom. Oh, it, oh it is, you know, and you, and, you, and you don't get anything unless you try. So... Uh, that might might be the best idea, but if that's what you really want, that you know you don't get you you don't get what we want in the world unless you ask. I don't know if the job interview is the best place, but another addendum to you talking about going to college, it shows that you have you know that you have a lot of little guy, a lot of people giving advice on Instagram about life, and uh, check by always check the age of that person giving advice. Make sure they're old enough to have a life to give you advice. Uh, and and um, they'll tell you about the, how going to college might not be all that important, but it does tell. It's still uh, on the still to get a job sometimes with the city driving a a, a truck that cleans the street. They just want to see a four year degree that you had your shit together for four years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or X amount of years, however long it took you. And one of the things that if you go away to college, you can learn. You learn from other smart people who are driven. I learned from my roommate and not from a class how to interview because he was studying industrial psychology, how to interview, how to not show up too early. It looks too eager, show up on time or five minutes early, which is really important. And, uh, and so uh, in so many other, in how to answer some of those, they've been, they've been asking those silly questions for a long time. What's your biggest weakness? Google some of that stuff. So you don't give a cliche answer. Don't wing it, especially with Google. Now don't wing it. You can't, you can find out what you should say at specific, you know, for a master's degree in special ed, and I have an interview, what are the questions going to be? And they'll give you 20. So you, and right now, there's never any reason not to be prepared for a job interview or almost anything in life with Google. You don't believe AI. in this conspiracy theory that there's going to be no jobs because it's all going to be AI and robots. And they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna wipe out industries. Overall, uh, industries are going to be wiped out because you're just going to be able to speak into your phone like this and, and ask a question, and that'll solve all the problems of a company during AI. You're not well, in fear of that, are you? The, the, no, I'm not in fear of that because we've had AI around for a long time. It, it, it's, it's the reason why planes don't fall out of the sky. 
<laughs> it's because of AI. We've got, I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about this. My favorite scientist. He makes science fun. It's not science isn't boring. Teachers are. And if you want to see a great science teacher, you know, on Instagram or wherever, what your favorite platform, follow Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was talking about, we've had AI forever. And with, no, no, the jobs will just change. Will there be less jobs like there used to be for certain things? Yes, but that always has happened. When, when, when the, when the automatic, you know, a lot of farm equipment came along, it took away a lot of jobs. When you had a, tra like when the tractor came along, that's 10 people's jobs. <laughs> Raking that, that, that uh, farmland to put seeds in. 10 people lost a job in each farm the day the tractor came. Yeah, there's always, uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, technologically, uh, advanced world that we live in has always been changing and it always will. And people in the phone booth business and the horse and buggy business are always going to have to look for new jobs. All right. A couple of quick things. We got the 10 minute warning. It's a new part of the podcast. When we get yeah. 10 minutes, we do some rapid fire. We both don't know what we're going to say here. I'm wearing the Oklahoma hat, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, my son oh. last year, he's going again. My son's leaving. Pack used to be to called Red the Red River, River shootout. <laughs> used to be called the shootout, but we're afraid to say that word anymore. So we yeah. called it a rivalry for the children. Oklahoma 12, Texas 3, Sarkeesian at Texas. They look really good. Uh, I just want to bring that in. I got the OU hat on be a uh, great for game. my son's alma mater. I'll go OU in an upset. And uh, for the for the children, it seems to be a mentor-type show today. You know, you can always get, or and the adults, you can always get up off the canvas after a setback. Sarkeesian was fired from USC because they said he drank too much. And he, he got up off the canvas and started drinking coffee instead of booze. And look what he's up to now. A lot of people, a lot of grown-ass men, wink, wink, can handle their booze, <laughs> yes. their jobs, yes. and their families, and yes. toast their kids at their own wedding. Yes. Some can't, and that's not a knock. Some need to stop. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian needed to stop. And he's and he looks great. Play. He looks better than he did at USC. Not only coaching, but just physically. He looks like looks like he's doing a lot of long distance running and coffee drinking rather than uh alcohol drinking. And uh wow, presto, he looks better. So does Lane Kiffin, and he had one of the best gorgeous wives, first wives, by the way. First wives, right. by the way, oh, of right. all time. Lane Kiffin, former head coach of the Raiders. I was in the room when Mr. Al Davis had the, the video projector and detailed <laughs> why Lane Kiffin, one of the great moments of my life. Not for Lane. And I, I don't, Lane Kiffin, great man and uh -huh. unbelievable coach, but that was interesting. Oh, what am I watching? Um, I just finished Band of Brothers for the third time. I watched it when it came out on HBO. Then I watched it again. I get the mini disc box set. You talked me into it, it last night. It popped up on Netflix. I pounded through it. I just wanted to say one of the greatest series in the history of movies slash television. Every episode's a movie. And as I texted you last night, what blew me away is that Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, for years, not a year, for years, had to cast it how to go out and forward shoot it, and they had to find out all the locations. They went to Europe, and they made this. And I sat there after I finished it last night, just incredible. I said, oh, my God, man, Tom Hanks and Spielberg spent years of their life for this, not Jaws or not Castaway or not a, this, and it's just a masterpiece. So I recommend, if you haven't seen it, go watch it on Netflix. Really, And welcome. I have it, and I will recommend this on Amazon Prime, a TV Ooh. series. And I only find, I'm, I'm listening to KX, KNX News. Give us 22 minutes, we'll give you a big fat headache in Los Angeles. It's a great 24-hour all-news station, which you only have now left in, in big cities, and it's terrific. 
And they were talking about, you know, the top 10 stream series in, in the United States. And so I always my ears always perk up. I want to hear what good. And they may mention wilderness, I think, was on number two or number three on the list. So I said, OK, what's that? Follows a twisted love story where a happily ever after life quickly turns into a living nightmare through two episodes of wilderness. And it's terrific. It stars people that you may not have ever heard of. So, uh, Jenna Coleman. Do you know who Jenna Coleman is? I do not. Uh, OK, great. And, and it's got uh, you know, it's got some actors, British actors uh, in America, in Manhattan, in high rises. And it takes place as uh, it takes place also in the wilderness of Arizona and New, New Mexico. And it's really good so far just through two episodes it's only six so you don't just you know block out that much of your life just six date nights uh with the wife and you'll love it all right and lastly it's october i say this every year hide your wallet the stock market always crashes in october all of our games comes around to october and there's always a setback so watch your wallet we don't have a speaker of the house which is pretty fucking incredible that we don't have a speaker of the house that i've been on the floor of congress i've been there i've seen them i held the mace we don't have a speaker of the house yes and And here's what's amazing about that too when i was a i was a political science major and usually politics discussions of politics were for uh, your other smart you know it was you and your other smart friends smarty pants friends who went to geneseo which is now the harvard of the northeast now Every it's like the airlines. Everyone's everyone's flying, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone's interested in politics, and people actually know who the speaker of the house is. When I was a youngster, I knew who the speaker of the house was. None of my friends at the bar knew who, who the speaker of the house was. But now, pretty much because we've demonized them uh, and uh, we've, we're treating politics like teams and groupthink, that people actually know who the speaker of the house is. But it is pretty also amazing and historic that one's own party would take down the speaker of the house. And wow. one more Doritos flaming hot take by me. Okay, sure. One more. New rule, as Bill Maher would say, new rule. Okay. Wives aren't allowed anymore at the Ryder Cup. Oh, I got wow. this. This is me. Okay. Wives are banned. I don't want to see is, This isn't a wives. Bill Burr routine? Wow. I, no, okay. I do not. I love wives. I don't like mm-hmm. wives at golf tournaments who wear matching outfits, matching hats, are allowed between the ropes, are allowed to sit on the bunker of the green. And when their husband loses and cries, they're able to rub their shoulders. <laughs> we got our ass kicked, ass kicked by Europe. I don't want to see the wives. The wives stay back in Rome and have an unbelievable lunch. It's paid for by oh, Team yes. USA. Your flights are paid for. No more wives on the golf course to console our golfers, when they get their ass kicked in Europe, they can go wherever they want. I'll give them a free Prada bag. They can go to Armani. Everything's comp. I don't want to see the wives anymore holding hands on golf carts as we're getting our ass kicked in the Ryder Cup in Europe. That, that's okay. my one last thing I wanted to get Okay, in. ugly American. Did you just tell the wives to go shopping in Rome? Yes. What about the Coliseum? What about the Vatican? I have the Sprint minivan, uh, the Mercedes minivan ready for them to go on private tours. I just don't want them anywhere near the bunkers and the greens sitting in their matching dresses with their pendants as we're getting our ass kicked and Rory McIlroy is spraying champagne, laughing and mocking us and wanting to fight our caddies. I'm well, yeah, you're, 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 you're speaking to, you know, people love echo chambers now in our culture. They just like to listen to what they like to hear. And you're screaming down my echo chamber because you know how I used to joke about we used to, we don't need to see Coach K's wife. 
Yeah, I'd yeah, do beautifully for that. <laughs> Mickey is the only one who's allowed. We throw out the disclaimer as we wrap it up. There's only one wife who's allowed to go to work with Coach Case. Mrs. Shishevsky. She's allowed wow. to sit right behind the players who they all call mom. Right, and yes, she's allowed right. to be there. She's the only one. She is the Funny. she is the asterisk. Mrs. Shishevsky is the only wife who's allowed to go. Hey, during the Super Bowl, do the wives sit on the bench? In the NBA Finals, does no, no, LeBron no. James' wife sit on the bench no. between him and Anthony Davis? Enough of this. Oh, we do we know what LeBron James' wife looks like if they point at them? That's why they don't point the camera at her at Staples Center. I don't even know what LeBron James' wife I know, I know what Vanessa looked like. <laughs> oh, congratulations <laughs> to our friend Jay Moore. The yes. only man uh, funny enough to be funny on the radio. The only one. Oh, my God. Marrying Jeannie Boss. Yes. I, I, we might have mentioned it in another podcast. I don't know if we well. did or not, but that that's fun. And he's he look. I, we're of course we're naturally inclined to like him. We, you mentioned earlier about walking around the radio station and getting to know everybody. And when we worked with Jay Moore, who took over for the Jim Rome slot at Fox mm-hmm. Sports Radio, he was a guy that walked around the radio station and got to know everybody because he loved sports talk radio and he already knew who we were. Not just you and me, everybody on the air because he, he loved. He loved the medium and he's still now that I'm doing a news anchoring on uh, in, in Los Angeles at KBC. And he texts me when he hears me. He's a, sure. a, a, a yeah, he, he could. He's just a guy's guy. But he also obviously is a ladies man <laughs> because he married a, a woman who owns a billion dollar franchise. And that's really cool because she's very nice as well. Look, we already know that you who are listening or watching subscribe, share for us. Get this out to everybody else. I'm going to nominate this podcast for a Peabody or a Nobody or whatever awards they give out in this right. in this genre. Uh, thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. We might lose out because of the part where I had to leave to kick the dogs out of the room. Wow. Thank you so much for listening to all 37 minutes and 37 seconds of the award-winning JT and Looney podcast. It's powered by our friends at Ben Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.